You're listening to Thinkers What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary, and today, Aaron Clausen, Community Manager at Iron Tech, a co-working space and tech hub in the heart of Beloit, Wisconsin. Welcome to the What Works podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. So Iron Tech, what is Iron Tech? Iron Tech is a co-working space um, in, like you said, the heart of downtown Beloit. Um, we work with freelancers, entrepreneurs, and startup companies. Uh, we have a co-working space and private office space as well, and then a wide variety of um, amenities and resources that we provide to businesses at all stages. And how long has Iron Tech been around? Exactly two and a half years, as oh. of earlier this week. Exactly two and a half years. Yeah. And have you been uh, the community manager that whole time? Yes, I have. Awesome. It's been fun. She's my baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you grow up in Beloit? I did not. Okay. I grew up in the Joliet area, um, suburb of Chicago, um, and moved to the Rockford area about five years ago. Okay. So new to the Rockford area as of then, and I actually had not been in Beloit before I was hired up there for my first really? job. Yeah. So you so you saw this job became available, and uh, what what kind of drew you to that position? I had been in a similar position before. Um, I worked for the um, Wyoming Technology Business Incubator. That was my first job out of college. I went to school out west. Um, It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the people that I worked with there. And I love working with entrepreneurs and startup companies. I knew that I wanted to get back into that. And so when this job came available, um, I jumped on it. And luckily, it was, you know, one of those things where you're in the right place at the right time. So it's worked out pretty well. And you were kind of familiar with this area since you since you grew up in Joliet and the, those may those listeners who may not be familiar with this area it's really not far or too far really from yeah just a couple of hours yeah and my family has my extended family's from yeah. Rockford as well so I spent some time here for holidays and whatnot but it was definitely not home yeah <laughs> so you so you found this job uh, and before we were talking you mentioned that you drove through Beloit because you've never been in the Beloit area <laughs> and you thought like how to be familiar with this area right what was that like yeah so I had applied for um, the marketing director position with the visitors bureau in Beloit um, and figured that since I was going to be interviewing I should get to know the the town a little bit so um, I drove up there um, one weekday on a uh, cold February day and I, I wasn't super impressed, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, it was my first time in the downtown, and obviously in the dead of winter, you know, nothing nothing looks super awesome, but right. um, there was a lot of construction going on, um, and I didn't see a lot of people, um, and I kind of thought, wow, this, this is kind of a ghost town, um, and it turns out actually that it was during um, the Beloit International Film Festival, which is a huge event that Beloit hosts every year, okay. um, and everybody was inside watching movies oh and that's where everybody was yeah but yeah like i said my first impression i was kind of like i don't know how i'm going to market this place but <laughs> there's no one here and yeah it's cold. <laughs> exactly um but yeah it just looked like your typical midwestern town um the downtown was under construction um i didn't know why at the you know at the time but i do now um and it's changed i can't even tell you how much it's changed in the last five years it's been really amazing to watch it come together and Iron Tech has been kind of a big part of that change for mm-hmm. for that community. Tell us, tell us what have you seen? How has Iron Tech uh, impacted that area? So there, um, a couple ways, I guess that I could that I could frame that. Um, there were a couple of technology based companies that had already moved to the Ironworks campus um, before Iron Tech was built, and so mm-hmm. it was kind of the chicken or the egg. Typically, you have an incubator first, right? That mm-hmm. that kind of turns out these companies. Um, But what we saw were that companies were already moving to Beloit um, for one reason or another. Um, And so we kind of wanted to just 
copy that and try to um, build something that could create more of the more of the same. Um, and so Iron Tech was built really um, just kind of as a follow on. We want to create Beloit as a tech hub. Um, and we want people to know when they hear Beloit, Wisconsin, like there's some really cool stuff happening there. We should go check it out. Um, and so in addition to the downtown area kind of going through a renaissance in the last couple of years, we've seen um, we've seen Beloit um, gain recognition as a place where people can go um, if they have an idea, which is, which is really awesome. So if, again, if people aren't familiar with Beloit, um, Beloit was home to a huge company called Beloit Corp for more than a hundred years. Right. And, uh, Beloit Corp had gone through a bunch of, um, buyouts and stuff and, and pretty much died in the late nineties, early two thousands. So there's, there was this huge empty building, uh, that was kind of a, um, you know, a blot on the downtown landscape and then Hendrix commercial properties, took it over. Diane Hendricks, uh, Ken Hendricks, who had built ABC Supply into a huge regional uh, company. So, you know, Beloit has benefited from, uh, you know, some investment downtown, um, turning, you know, what was kind of a dying Midwestern city into something kind of new. So you're, you're, you know, you're coming in at the, at the right time for the turnaround of, of this, you know, state line com- uh, community. Yeah, we definitely got in on the ground floor. I think um, with the timing of opening Iron Tech, it's it's been um, it's been really cool. A couple years ago, you know, if a if a startup came to Beloit and looked around, they probably would have thought, I don't know, <laughs> this is where I want to be. Um, it's cold and everyone's inside. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now, I mean, we've got some cool restaurants. We've got some really cool hotels that have opened up um, for, you know, they're great for business travel. Um, and there's it's just a really cool environment. And we've really created kind of that campus feel. Um, so when you come to Ironworks, you are surrounded by like-minded companies. There's a lot of innovation happening. Um, and you you're close to everything. There, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the brand new YMCA, Stateline YMCA, they opened last November. Um, and that's been huge as well, just getting the community back to that specific part of town um, or part of the city, I should say, has been huge. So, yeah, there's people walking around all the time. Um, it's just it's got a really cool feel to it. So if we look at the timeline and Alex, you you you're our, our stats guy around here and you follow this, I think, pretty closely. And then, Aaron, you're coming into this, you know, kind of fresh to the community. If we look at the timeline of this dip that Beloit kind of experienced and now how it's come coming out of that dip. Let's characterize maybe how long this has been. Where, where was the dip? And then how long are we, how long, how, how quickly are we gaining traction out of that dip? Well, just from, I started my career in Beloit. And so this is the early nineties. Um, Beloit was actually used as a bargaining chip to get more money out of Illinois when Motorola was deciding to build a new plant. So they had this huge, empty, old um, Fairbanks Morse building. And, oh, Beloit won. They're going to build this, this great Motorola plant there. So I was, on the, I was working for the newspaper there. We wrote all these great stories. And then two days later, the uh, story comes <laughs> out, no, Illinois up their incentives. So now we're going to build it in Harvard. And, yeah. and it was just, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And that's when ABC Supply, I think, about a year or so later, came in and took that building and turned and what, it into what, something. What, so what this is mid-90s. Mid-90s. Okay. So mid-90s. And then uh, so Iron Tech opened two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. But they've been working on that project for how long? Since the early 2000s. Yeah. They bought it, campus in, yeah. I think, 2001. ABC Supply was kind of the beginning of the end, of mm-hmm. the turnaround, not the mm-hmm. end, the turnaround. But now, as, as Aaron's talking about, 
you're seeing uh, companies flocking to this town that that they would have just driven through. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, Wisconsin's invested a lot of money along I ninety. So think. that that kind of that that kind of uh, uh, kind of inflection point of investment happened. What fifteen? 15 well, years so ago? twenty. Well, twenty five. Yeah, the twenty five years ago when ABC Supply came in, it's taken that long to sure. really get the the snowball rolling. Yeah. So a major employer starts in the in the area that kind of stabilizes things, and then. 10 years after that, maybe 15 years after that, we start to see some, some more significant investment. And now we're 15 years later. Now we're seeing that this this is accelerating because there's, there's a lot of momentum and I think positive feelings around Beloit. Is that is that what you're experiencing? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and actually, t- to your point, um, we had somebody come into town last fall um, who had family in Beloit and she was visiting, um, hadn't been there in a couple years three or four years maybe, um, and was so surprised by um, what she had seen, the renovation that's taken place just in that many years. Um, turns out she's a journalist for the New York Times. So that oh, really? was huge. Yeah. So she came back to visit family and said, I need to write about this. Um, <laughs> so she went back and you know they gave her the go ahead to do the article. So she brought back camera crews and um, you know she came back and talked to community members. She talked to some of the businesses in Iron Tech. She, of course, talked with um, Diane Hendricks um, and a few other people who are you know just really involved and all of the renovation that's taking place in Beloit. And we got a huge story out of it. Um, and that kind of spurred more coverage nationwide. And so um, just in the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a lot of a lot of positive um, coverage on Beloit. Here's a question, though. Um, when, when you talk about tech firms, because I know that's one of your emphasis and try to grow those. And, and one of the programs you have in Iron Tech is G-Beta, uh, which is out of Generator out of Milwaukee. And they try to help tech firms grow. Um, the sense is, or at least the stat show, that tech firms tend to go to major urban markets, mm-hmm. right? That's why Chicago's growing. You know, Milwaukee's just totally transforming. Um, how is what's the battle there? If, you know, if somebody's looking at Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, you know, how do you sell Beloit? We've had a lot of conversations about that lately. Um, our our biggest, um, I think, our biggest advantage right now is cost of living. Um, so for a startup, let's say you've got the you know co-founders, so you've got two people looking for a place to grow their business. Um, Beloit's not saturated, right? So we have you know you've got a good placement in between Madison, Milwaukee, and Chicago. So you have access, easy access to those markets. Um, you're close to airports. You know if you need to fly to Boston or fly to LA. Um, so uh, geographically, we're in a really really cool place and we're right on the border between Illinois and Wisconsin and so we can kind of take advantage of what both states have to offer there um, but I would say that cost of living is our is our biggest um, our biggest chip right now that's what we're that's what we're playing off of and we're saying if you come to Beloit um, rent is lower than what it's going to be whether you're at Iron Tech or you're somewhere else on campus or you're somewhere else downtown um, it's going to be lower than what you're going to be paying in Madison or Milwaukee or Chicago significantly lower um, and same with housing and um, there is definitely a housing shortage I think in Beloit right now and that's an, a key factor that's something that Hendricks Commercial Properties is working really hard um, to fix so we're trying to accommodate the future growth that we're hoping to bring to campus um, and I think long term, what we want to see is people recognizing that this is an option for their company, coming to Beloit, realizing that the resources are there, whether they're in Beloit or just a short drive to Madison or Milwaukee, um, and deciding to keep their business there and to grow it for the next five or 10 years 
Um, and you can kind of have that cool, um, you can have access to the city life, but you don't have to be in the city. You don't have to be paying to be in the city. Um, and Phil, you mentioned G-Beta. So Phil um, Fanfara is the director of the G-Beta program. It's the, um, he has the coolest name in the state line. <laughs> yeah. Phil it is, Fanfara. It's a cool name. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, fun, it's an interesting it's fun name. To say. He, he's coming for a podcast like this month. <laughs> yeah, he has a story about that, I think, for you. But um, <laughs> It would be cooler if it was spelled F-I-L instead of P-H-I-L. <laughs> F-I-L, F-O-N, F-A-R-A. Yeah. Phil Fanfara. He'll appreciate this conversation. Um, yeah, so we've had some conversations about this lately, and, and what we're the basis of the discussion essentially is that if you've got a startup company who has a hundred thousand dollars, what percentage of that, if you're in Madison or Milwaukee, is going to go to living? Is going to go to your rent yeah. for office space? Is going to go to your rent for your house or your apartment or wherever you're living, um, and all the other expenses that go with living? in a city, um, that's that same $100,000 is going to get you much farther in a town like Beloit. So you say we. Tell us, uh, characterize for us, who's the we in these conversations? We are having conversations. We're moving this forward. What, who, who are, who's at the table of we? <laughs> so it's definitely a group effort. Okay. Um, so Iron Tech itself is uh, privately funded through Hendrick's Commercial Properties. So that's a huge part of the we. They're obviously responsible mm-hmm. for a majority of the renovations um, and kind of the renaissance that's taken place in downtown Beloit. So whether, private investment through Iron Tech. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then also included in that we would be um, Generator and G Beta for okay. sure. Um, a couple they they got on board with us pretty much right off the bat. We um, we're not wanting to reinvent the wheel when it came to business acceleration and we're in commercial real estate. That's not, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not it's our forte. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we were kind of like, do we want to, do we want to try to attempt this ourselves or do we want to find somebody who knows what they're doing and does it really well? Yeah. And so we talked to a bunch of different organizations and it, we found generator and it has been just an amazing fit and they are so passionate about helping us transform Beloit that, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it. They're not from Beloit. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, really no reason to be other than they see the potential. And that's really cool. Well, they are from Milwaukee. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and I, you're not, you're an Illinois person. Those Wisconsinites, man, they love that state. There's Wisconsin and there's the rest of the world. <laughs> really is. It's hard to get those people to leave. I've, I've experienced that, that in other right? states. Anytime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Illinois doesn't have that feel. No. Well, no. We, have, we have a struggling history. So we've got Iron Tech, <laughs> Generator, and Slash G-Bait, and who else is the we? The community that okay. we've built at Iron Tech, definitely. Um, and the community in Beloit, too. We have a lot of, and this is one of the reasons I think Iron Tech has been as successful as it has been, is that we've had a lot of community buy-in. So, um we have a lot of local businesses, um, people involved with economic development. The Chamber of Commerce is actually on site. Their, bus- their business office is actually in Iron Tech. Okay. Um, so we have a lot of help in and that regard. Did you experience that buy-in? What What came first, the buy-in and then the activity or the activity and and then the buy-in? It was the buy-in. Okay. Definitely first. It was kind of one of those things. Actually, um, it sounds really cliche, but the day that we opened, our um, Rob Gerbitz, the CEO of Hendricks Commercial Properties, um, we actually hosted an event the first day that we opened, which was insane, but we did it. Um, and uh, he said, if you build it, they will come. You know, And it was kind of yeah. one of those things where like, it, you know, it sounds super cliche and people say that all the time, mm-hmm. but that was the approach that we had to take with that because mm-hmm. Beloit has 36,000 people. Right. You don't build a co-working space in Beloit. Like that's just not something that you do. Right. <laughs> um 
because you have people, nobody was knocking down the door saying, hey, build a co-working space here and we'll show up to it. Um, but it was just kind of one of those things where you had to take a leap of faith and we had to say, we're going to tell them that they want this here. We're going to open it and we're going to make them realize that this is a good resource for them. Do you think that's because the community was lacking some sort of vision and kind of what's next? And Because I guess I find that groups tend to need somebody to tell them, here's, here's where we're going, mm-hmm. and then they're ready to go. But until right. then, they're just, they think that you know, there's, there's nothing to do, and then they start to get down on themselves, and the community's terrible, and yeah. why am I here, and nobody likes me, everybody hates me, <laughs> right? So, did, so, it's, so is it your experience then that because a visionary kind of led that forward and said, we're going to build this, and you're going to like it, and it's going to be amazing, and now you're standing in it, isn't this great, that that kind of in, was an inspirational movement that, that, that spurred people forward? Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's kind of the approach that we take to a lot of what we do. Really? Um, and now when I'm saying we, I'm Hendricks Commercial Properties. Okay. Um, the projects that we're doing in Beloit, I think a lot of people, especially Beloit residents five, 10 years ago would have said, you're absolutely crazy. There's no <laughs> way, you know, that, um, I mean, the renovation of um, the, the Ironworks Hotel, Yeah. that's huge. It's It's been a huge straw. I mean, people come to stay at the Ironworks Hotel and now people are coming to Beloit to spend time during the weekend and they're going to the farmer's market and they're spending money at the restaurants downtown. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of just need like that one visionary, um, I guess to, to lead the charge and kind of say, this is, this is what Beloit's going to be now. And everybody just needs to get on board and we're going to make it successful. And then as, as you've shown that success, the results kind of speak for themselves, which then encourage people to, to continue to get on board. Certainly. Yeah. And there's always more work to do. Yeah. Um, and if you talk with, with Rob Gerbitz, um, he'll tell you the, uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We have a, a lot, we have a lot more work to do and there's a lot more that we want to do in Beloit. Um, but this is kind of the beginning, and we felt that Iron Tech was kind of one of those first steps. So um, in terms of a plan, mm-hmm. how how far out is this plan? How many years out? Oh, gosh. Um, 10, 15, 20 years, probably. Yeah. 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 We're kind of in it for the long haul, I guess, at this point. So, yeah. Well, talk about the expansion. You, you, yeah. have, you have a lot more space to sell now, right? Yeah. So we, so Iron Tech itself, it, um, we've had a waiting list for our private office space, and we need to come back to that um, <laughs> in a minute. Um, but we have had a waiting list for office space since about six months after we opened. Um, we found that um, our members were really wanting that privacy still, um, as opposed to kind of being in the open concept co-working space mm-hmm. um which still does really well and there's definitely a place for that but people are you know they want to be able to close the door and have a private conversation and understandably so um so we luckily are in a huge complex with plenty of space so right on the other side of one of our walls is another uh, about ten thousand square feet that we've decided to um, turn into essentially a second half of iron tech so um, we're mid-construction right now i'm hoping hoping to have construction done first week of November and then have tenants moving in. It's going to be a different look though. It is a different look. Um, We're using shipping containers for office space. Whose idea was that? I don't know. And I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm happy with them or not. Um, But it was, I think it came about, I don't know if it was one of our architects or if it was Rob himself or I'm not sure where that came from. It's kind of a, it's, it's sort of a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a trend, but it is something new on the horizon. People are using them. It is trendy right now. Yeah. And people, I mean, 
yeah, they're being used for everything and they should because there are lots probably of hundreds of thousands of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we are using them for everything. We're using them for the office space, the conference rooms. Um, we're kind of doing a, a semi-private desk area. Um, but we've got 25 plus shipping containers inside of a old concrete building right now yeah. and we're working to turn with, that into a really roll cool up, tech space with roll up doors roll up right? garage doors so like in the spring yeah. it's really nice out you can roll it up and get some fresh the, air the, the, the yeah to to clarify the shipping containers don't have roll up doors there's oh the, yeah no the yeah. outside of that of the of whole the, building of the complex right. have which faces the, the river yeah. right mm-hmm. parts of it yeah yeah it's a really cool location um yeah so we're we're excited we've got some people on a waiting list to get into those office spaces we'll start pre-leasing here shortly hopefully in a couple of weeks um but yeah it's going to be a really funky really industrial space um if you walk through it right now it feels kind of like you're in a video game you can't see over the tops of the containers it'd be a cool place to play laser tag yeah we've talked about that or um paintball paintball. yeah we were like (laughs) we should get some you know to get some color in there and yeah um yeah we've talked about that yeah a paintball (laughs) pre-opening party yeah yeah that's not a bad idea. There's probably some liability insurance there that I wouldn't get approved, but well, I was doing we don't some tell re- I was doing some research, and the Bureau of Labor Statistics believes that by 2020, 40% of the workforce will be on-demand or independent contractors or consultants, meaning there's lots of opportunity. These people need space, right? Because if you sit at home, you're just not a, you know, there's an isolation factor, Um it's so are you riding that wave a bit definitely i would say that um probably 60 to 70 percent of our membership are those people so they're not necessarily a startup company but they're a freelancer um or they're working for corporate who might be headquartered in chicago or madison um, or washington dc um, and normally they would work from home. Um, and it's actually kind of funny how many people I, I uh, talk with when they come into the space to sign up and they're like, I just have to get away from my kids. I just need somewhere to go yeah. to work because they're working from home and there's distractions and, um, and, and you know, have, the coffee and, shops don't work as well right, anymore. And new Glarus beer on tap. We do. We have new Glarus beer on tap. Yeah. And an IPA as well. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> you, keep, you, keep look, you keep looking at me, Alex. <laughs> It brings as, people in. As though we should have new Glarus beer on tap here. No, here, ours, ours is whiskey shots Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we just find reasons to celebrate. So, yeah, yeah we celebrate in the in production meeting. There's no problem with that. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's not always, it's, we celebrated a dog's life. That's we right. had somebody whose dog passed away and the dog had been in their family for many years. And so I think, I think Sarah, the dog, Mm-hmm. Would have appreciated the whiskey the shots, whiskey shot. yeah, in her honor. Absolutely, why not? So you've got you've got sixty seven, sixty to seventy percent of your members are um, individuals just needing a place to go right. because they can't. You know, everybody needs a place to go. You can't do Starbucks forever. Right. You really can't sit at home. I've done that before. And have people walking in and out and in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you say you now have got you've got a waiting list for space that you've had since six months after you opened. Right. You wanted to return to that conversation. Yeah. So when we opened, we thought the co-working space was going to fill up real fast mm-hmm. and that we were going to be waiting to fill the office space mm-hmm. um, because just two and a half years ago, that was the thing. That was what was popular was, the, you know, these open concept co-working spaces. Yeah. Um, and you walk in and there's a bunch of desks and you sit down at, at one of them that's open and you get to work and um, 
you know, and all the co-working spaces have, you know, the private areas where you can go to take a phone call mm-hmm. or if you have a meeting, you know, you can pop into a breakout room or a conference room or whatnot. Um, but we found that people really still are just tied to the idea of having an office space. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, you know, I think that's totally understandable, especially if you're working on um, proprietary stuff. You know, maybe you don't want somebody looking over your shoulder all the time. Um, and so as we were making plans for the expansion, how we are building this space out um, and how it's going to be a little bit different from the existing Iron Tech is that um, everybody has a private space. Containers themselves have large windows, so it's still very open. You can kind of see what everybody's doing, but if you need the privacy, you can have the privacy. And then if you're going to have those group meetings, you're going to have those brainstorm sessions. We've created those areas not in the office, not in the offices themselves, but kind of in um, other corners of the space. And so we are still wanting people to leave their office to have those, um, you know, those spontaneous interactions with other people, which is really one of the main benefits of a co-working space is the community. And you bump into somebody as you go to get a cup of coffee and you have a conversation about something. And next thing you know, you know, you've got a startup company and a new idea. So when we're building out the expansion, we're really trying to kill two birds with one stone, giving the people, um, you know, I I sound political when I say that, give the people what they want. Um, But really though, right? You are in sales. That's true. Um, Yeah, so um, giving them the private office space that they've been asking for, but also creating spaces for those meaningful interactions to take place. Here's a weird question. Sure. What was your favorite class in high school? That is a weird question. That is, I know. Oh my gosh, I have I to think about that. I've never asked it before in a podcast. Uh, my favorite class in high school. I can tell you mine was st- statistics, but I didn't ask. That you. was not. This <laughs> is not, not mine. <laughs> um, Our favorite subject. Graphic design, probably. Graphic design. Yeah, okay. yeah. They offered a graphic design class. That's kind of what got me on that that kick, I guess. Okay. So how'd that roll back to business and technology and startups? Well, um, when I went to college, I knew that I wanted to get a a business degree. Um, I have entrepreneurs in the family, and that was never a question in my mind. I was going to go to business school, and um, I wanted to start a business. I haven't gotten to that yet. I just like to be surrounded by people who are starting businesses. That's awesome. Um, And then, you know, I don't have to do all the work. (laughs) Just hang out (laughs) with those cool people. Um, (laughs) So that's, that's, I guess, my angle on that. But, um, yeah, so the the business uh, classes were fun. That was something that I knew I always wanted to do and was super interested in. And then I just wanted to tie um, a, a marketing piece in there somehow, but I didn't want to go with a generic marketing minor or marketing degree. Um, so I added um, a graphic design minor um, and decided to kind of go that route. And I've, I've loved it. Awesome. So using, using that love of graphic design and now in technology and also this kind of burgeoning interest in starting mm-hmm. starting things but you found out it's easier to just come alongside people who are starting yeah. stuff than to <laughs> for be the now until i come it. up with my grand idea right <laughs> well you're so connected now to all these people who are <laughs> right who can help i you. would have all the resources yeah you sure would if you have a work co-working space and you got a, a, an accelerator yeah you know we're having, we're having a startup weekend in case you have I an know. idea you know that you want to develop just well saying. she's working on startup week so you're you're <laughs> you you have kind of your fingers in all this stuff and now you're the community manager at iron tech what What's, what's the next iteration for for you personally in all of this iron tech stuff where what what vision do you see and what what vision are you trying to create 
So I would say short term, um, obviously, we want to have Iron Tech be the premier co-working destination in the state line area. Yeah. Um, and I would venture to say that we're, we're, I mean, there's not many right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're doing pretty okay. Um, but I, I want to see that growth. And I want... Um, I want to see more companies, what we would call graduating from Iron Tech. Okay. So What's that out, look like? Essentially outgrowing the space. Okay. So our offices only get so big. If you have more than four people working for you, it's going to be really tight, probably a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, By and, design, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We, I mean, it's it's not a place designed where people, um, and, I, and I use the term squatters, right? So people come and they, you know, they put up their business and then they don't leave. And they don't grow. Um, and that's what we want to avoid. We want people to come in and grow and grow and grow to the point where they're like, hey, <laughs> you, you have I a need mix more of space. A couple companies that aren't growth companies, right? We do have a couple. Right. Yeah, we I mean, do have a yeah. couple. Um, and that's fine. I think it's really good to have that mix okay. um, and that balance. Um, and they're a good resource for the companies who are coming in mm-hmm. and are trying to scale quickly. And, and some companies shouldn't grow. I mean, if, if you're an individual consultant, that that's what you're great at right. and you don't like employees, stay where you're at. Right. You know, yeah. don't frustrate people needlessly. Yeah. And so we do have that balance. And I think that that's important. We definitely want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if somebody's just look, looking to have a presence in the boy area um, and they're interested in being in the co-working space, you know, that's awesome. We love having them. Um, but I think we also need to not get comfortable with those kinds of businesses. We need to really focus on um, going out there and actually seeking out because yeah, then you're just an early, office building exactly, and not an incubator, right, right? Yeah, so we need to seek out those early stage, high growth companies, convince them to come to Beloit, whether it's you know it's one person, it's two people, um, and then grow them to the point where they're at four or five, six employees and they need more space. So in terms of growing, you you you. So the strategy is you get these smaller organizations. You've got an accelerator in place. What what services? Or is there a strategy for services that come alongside those companies so that they will grow if they should and want to grow? That's the next piece of the puzzle for us. So okay. we have G-Beta. We have the G-Beta yeah. program. They only work with five companies at a time. They're concierge startup accelerator. So they pick five companies out of the 25 to 30 applications that they get every time they run a cohort. Um, and they work with those five companies. Um, and so what we're working on right now is a plan for what to do with everybody else because they need kind of that incubation and mm-hmm. that's that middle that middle piece right now that we um, we have a resource network we have local businesses we have um, mentors who are willing to um, to help these early stage companies out um, you know either for free or a discounted rate um, whatever it is that they need um, but we want to have that on site and so that's one of our next big steps um, is to create that um, that formal incubation process and when we're filling the expansion we're going to be looking for companies who are really wanting to buy into that um, and are willing to you know report on their metrics and share with us what their growth looks like really yeah interesting mm-hmm. have you you know you talked about how Beloit's uh, gaining momentum was there a conversation in the last few months where maybe you were talking to somebody who wants to start up, or do something in Milwaukee or Madison, Chicago, and you, and you said, hey, I'm from Iron Tech in Beloit. And they said, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Have you had that kind of you know conversation with somebody where the light went on and said, hey, okay, this is starting to work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's been um, that's been 
an effort, I think, made by a lot of people to go outside of Beloit and to talk about what they've seen in Beloit, um, whether it's community members or those of us who are involved in the business community. Um, but obviously, you guys know networking is key for success with anything. Um, and so we, um, yeah, we try to get out into Madison, Milwaukee and meet as many people as possible and invite them down to the events that we're having at Iron Tech. Um, and once somebody has been there once, I mean, obviously like aesthetically, it's a really awesome space and people, um, just kind of, kind of fall in love with that industrial look. Um, but we want them to come back and take advantage of the events that we're hosting and the network that we've built there too. So, um, but yeah, it's cool. We, um, we've participated in um, a couple of statewide events, initiatives. Um, we're doing that again this November with Startup Week, Wisconsin Startup Week. So that's huge for us, just getting our name out there as one of those locations where these things are actually happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, definitely is a cool space. Uh, I've I've had the opportunity to go up there several times and and love that we're we're all connected in this game um, because it's been a lot of fun and, and a lot of a lot of met a lot of interesting people. So, Aaron, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or Iron Tech or interested in this, how do they do that? I would direct everybody to our website. It's okay. irontechbeloit.com. Our contact information is listed there. Um, there's an interest form. Um, that's kind of where we have everybody start, and then we get in contact from there, and um, we'll see if it's a good fit. We love giving tours, so anybody's welcome to just kind of drop in. Um, we're open to the public from uh, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thanks for being on the What Works podcast. It's been fantastic having you. Thank you. The What Works Podcast is a production of Thinker Ventures. Learn more at thinkerventures.com.